Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Reactive Redefined will reopen for enrollment on Monday, January 2nd. If you have been waiting to be a part of our group coaching program and you're already on the wait list, rest assured you will be the first to know when enrollment opens. If you'd like to be one of the first to know, be sure to join the wait list. You can check out the link in the show notes. If you feel like you need more immediate support, join the self-guided version of Reactive Redefined in the meantime, and then we'll apply what you invest in the self-guided towards the group coaching program. Steph and I are so looking forward to welcoming new teams into Reactive Redefined and seeing you all thrive and grow together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have one of my lovely clients with me tonight, and we're going to talk all about her adorable dog. I've had the great privilege of working with her both virtually in and in person. So Ellen, do you want to introduce yourself for the listeners? Just tell them a little bit about yourself, where you're located, and then let's talk about your girl. Sure. So my name is Ellen, and we have a four and a half year old little poodle schnauzer, schnoodle. Schnoodle. (laughs) We think, you know, we got her from a rescue, so she looks kind of like it. We're, We're going with it for now. And we live just between Boulder and Denver in Colorado and um, yeah, have had the chance to work with Rachel both for some in-person training to work on getting Angel ready for mountain biking with us and being safe on the trails and most recently with the Reactive Redefined course. Oh my God. It's such a delight to know you all. Seriously. Okay. So do you want to describe just a little bit of what Angel looks like for the listeners? Okay, yes. So Angel is a fuzzy, cute little um, kind of teddy bearish looking pup. She's about 15 pounds and really sporty and energetic when she's happy and feeling good. And people think that she's a puppy whenever we see her because she's just so. Oh, she's a forever puppy for sure. Yeah, so and she's white. Does she have a little bit of like off white in there, or she's all white? Most, mostly just all white. So pretty, pretty cute and special. And oh my god, she is. She is indeed. Okay, so um, let's go back a little bit. So tell everybody a little bit more about how Angel came into your life. Yeah. So we at the time did not have a dog. Had kind of taken a break in between another one passing away, and my husband Eric was maybe more eager to find a new dog to adopt than I was, bless his heart. And so he asked me to fill out an application on a local rescue, had a bonded pair, a mother and son bonded pair that he thought maybe we should have. So I filled out the application. They immediately called us and they asked if they could bring over a number of dogs for us to meet. So you know, we've so nice. Like, oh, you're gonna bring yeah. all these dogs to us. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, we haven't worked with a ton of rescues, but you know, it was the summertime and we're, you know, we've got a fenced in backyard and plenty of room. So 
right away they brought over a whole Subaru full of dogs and let them play in the backyard. And it was evident pretty quickly that the the original pair that we were maybe interested in might not be the best match for us in terms of, you know, traveling in our camper trailer and going mountain biking and things like that, that there were, um, you know, some things that were, were um, we've experienced in the past with older dogs starting to go blind, starting to go deaf, just not, not being able to get around as well. And then they kind of surprisingly had Angel. She wasn't on their website or anything yet. She was brand new. And um, and she was, of course, like full of life, so excited to play with all the toys. And they, you know, they let us know that us picking Angel over some of the other dogs was not going to be a problem. They weren't going to put anybody down that they just were interested mainly in dogs that were like the best match for each person's lifestyle. And this rescue works, the the Colorado mini Schnauzer rescue, we'll give a shout out. Shout to them. out, yes. They, um, they work with a lot of um, older dogs, oftentimes, that maybe the owners are going into assisted living or having health problems. So there are a lot of dogs that maybe are older or have been with older people and maybe, you know, maybe not as young and active. So, so they, they really let us know that they thought Angel was probably a really good match for us in terms of traveling and being out on trails. And, you know, some of the other dogs that came over to our yard just like wanted to like lay under a tree and take a nap. And so Angel was like, not good for your busy active lifestyle. Right. Angel just like could not get enough of like throwing the ball and playing with the rope and like hopping up in our laps. So it, it happened really fast. And I wasn't really, didn't know if I was like totally ready for a new dog yet. But I think that sometimes when you just put it out there to the universe, the right one finds you, you find each other. So oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And they were, the rescue was so great. I mean, they had a folder full of paperwork and they were like, this is how we do it. Let's talk through these documents. It's ready to go. We can take a check right now. And <laughs> so we we're like, okay, we now have a new, we now have a new dog. So. Oh my God. Um, so how, how, how old was she when you first adopted her? They think maybe like somewhere under a year, like six months to a year, something like that. So. They just had, you know, uh, she was a stray running in that they found somehow got in Las Vegas. So picked her up, got her groomed, got her chipped and spayed, all the stuff taken care of, and then brought her over. And it was all very, very quick. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Um, tell everybody a little bit more about like how some of those initial months were with her when you finally had paperwork. Yeah. So, um, you know, she just really like transitioned very smoothly into our family in terms of being ready to go out on walks and hikes and just really, really just be with us and do whatever we, you know, whatever was going on, she was ready for it. And, um, you know, she just blended in very nicely and was very snuggly and happy to meet people. And then I think the, in terms of like, when we started to notice the reactivity was more probably 
months after she'd been with us, probably once she had settled in and she was like, you know, these are my people. This is my house. This is my camper trailer. (laughs) I want to protect, you know, she's totally tiny and harmless and cute. Like even when she barks, like luckily for us, it's not like too scary for anyone or nearby, (laughs) but you know, we just want to work on it. So, so that it's, uh, she feels safe. And it's nice for anyone we happen to be near. So right. so I think that that's kind of how we kind of progressed into working more with, you know, reaching out to you in terms of some, you know, some skills that we could work on together as a family. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, tell her just a little bit more about your lifestyle, right? Because you yeah. both are really active and you travel a lot. So like that's a big aspect of your life is being in the camper and going lots of different places where there's different scenery, different people, different dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So we work remotely and have for years. So we've, we've kind of established a routine where we're able to travel in our camper trailer for a good portion of the spring and summer. So, you know, we do an annual trip to California for a big work event that we'll you know, stretch into sometimes almost eight weeks and then and then just kind of doing other outings up into the mountains kind of around Colorado. And um, so it's it's great. You know, we've got the trailer all set up to to be able to work really efficiently, but then we can hop off offline and go out for a few hours and go mountain biking or go to the disc golf course or go hiking. So um, so figuring out how to set everybody up for success while we're out on the road is really important. And also making sure that Angel feels safe and comfortable because when she doesn't, it's hard, it's hard for everybody that, you know, one of our first trips to California, probably let's see here. So maybe, maybe we'd had her for six months or so, something like that. We'd had her for a little while, but I mean, the first trip was, definitely a little bit rough, you know, spending sometimes on the way when we're driving places, we'll spend the night at a truck stop or just kind of a highway rest stop. And everybody that walked by that she wanted to like wake up in the night and bark at and, you know, (laughs) I was like ready to like cry and lose my mind like every night. Like we should go home immediately. And this is the worst idea. Like, I, like everyone is stressed out. No one is sleeping. You know, it's like the the worst, the worst idea ever. Like, how will we possibly get through this? And, you know, trying to figure it out that, you know, she's not trying to be a jerk. She's just scared and wants to let everyone know that there's someone walking around out there and yeah. maybe like a bark to alert us or like yeah, right, one right. would be good. But like, no need to like continue like for the whole maybe night. <laughs> and it, you know, it's like, I think that when we have a dog who like barks once or twice, it feels easier to be empathetic, but it's like, I feel like the empathy starts to like be more challenging when the barking goes on and on. Yes. And on, yes. And on, right. And it's like, oh my God, could you like, I know you're having a hard time, but I'm also having a hard time. So <laughs> <laughs> And my poor husband, you know, it's like he's like driving for like all day long, multiple days in a row, like just trying to keep track of like 
how the truck's doing and how the trailer is doing and like is our water supply okay and is our solar panel working properly for our all of our work stuff and then just you know stay up half the night with the stressed out dog just you know kind of made it made it rough maybe that for that first trip but yeah. we're we're start we're learning together as we go and it's getting it's getting better each time and oh um, yeah oh yeah okay so I think we have to talk just a little bit about some of the other aspects of Angel's existence because they really I think that they play into a lot of the behaviors that we see so Angel's kind of always been a dog who has str- struggled to be terribly food motivated just generally speaking right yes yeah and that was that was one of the things that we discussed with you several years ago when we first met was that she's not very food motivated and we couldn't so so in terms of like eating regular meals that was a challenge that we hadn't figured out exactly that We'd try to leave food out all the time and she wouldn't really eat it. And then we'd try to put it out only at certain times of the day and then take it away. And sometimes she would eat it, but sometimes she wouldn't. And then she would, if she didn't eat, then she might have acid reflux and throw up bile in the yard would be the greatest place, but not always in the yard, (laughs) any number of places. So it was like this struggle of, if she doesn't eat, she's going to feel bad and throw up. And how, you know, how do we get her to eat? And all, like so many different foods that we've tried and this local rescue, I'm sure things were insane that like how many bags of food I've donated that we've taken like three cups out of and tried all these things, but we kept trying and it's, it's improving a lot. And the, the treats as well that, she just really wasn't too thrilled about most any normal treat that you could buy at the store or would be convenient. So yeah. we've found, you know, boiled meat, also zucchini noodles, not chunks. I've tried over the weekend noodling like all types of other produce. I was like, could I give her a noodled sweet potato or an apple or right anything else? She wasn't very excited about those things, but she really likes the zucchini noodles. I also, over the weekend, tried warming up the roasted sweet potatoes. Warm seems to be exciting. So nice. But nice. out on out on walks and like out and about in the world, we've settled on like some some boiled meat chunks or you know some like tur- lunch meat style turkey. So. It's not really like the most fun for me to like always have in my hand, but you're officially a member of the slimy finger club and you're never looking back, right? Like here you we just are. Get over it and it's it's improving just as we've tried different things and Yeah, absolutely. The, like recipes I've attempted to like mix up and bake. <laughs> have all types of things but I've been able to luckily share some with other friends that have animals that enjoy eating food oh my god right and you know and she had some allergy stuff going on too right so like not only was she not eating super consistently she kind of had some allergies and stuff going on 
And that's something I remember we talked about early on, right? Is like, there's absolutely things we can be working on in the, in the meantime. And I think you and Eric already knew this, right? Like you had yeah. already been really working to try and remedy some of these things, but unfortunately it, it wasn't just like a super quick process that we could be like, you went to one vet, they told you this, and then it was solved, right? It was actually years of di- like, you know, different diagnostics and trying different things and Thankfully, you're in a position right now where like, we're finally seeing like some, some progress after like some specialists. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly for, for people listening, gosh, it's, it's so frustrating and can be so expensive, but if you just try to stay patient and keep trying new things and read whatever you can, like all types of research on the internet or to like talk, you know, join different groups and like the reactive redefined group, you know, that people have mentioned different um, prescriptions that their dogs have tried that we we also have tried some without success, but just any feedback you can get that it's, it is so, it can be so frustrating, but we've finally been able to see some progress and it's, and it's wonderful. She's, you know, kind of coming around, she's eating sometimes twice a day, which is like a miracle and taking the treats. And she's much more engaged with all of like the training games and being out on walks and, and taking treats while we're out on walks. So you can just, her sleep quality is improving. It's just like, it's just like people, I guess, you know, when you feel bad and you're grouchy and don't, you know, don't want to do all the homework and, (laughs) Right, right. Okay. So um, do you want to tell the listeners just a little bit more? So like we did work together in person, right? We worked on some disc golf skills. We did the, yeah. the like working on the mountain bike skills, which we actually made a lot of progress with, right? Yeah. For not being terribly interested in the treats, we were able to use toys as reinforcers and kind of leverage some other reinforcers to make some progress there. But yeah. you kind of felt like like the barking at home and in the camper trailer wasn't really getting better. Yeah. And I, I think also like, we just, we just didn't know how to like, uh, like where to even start, you know, in terms of watching YouTube videos and things like that online, like trying to get a sense of it, but just to, to break things down to just kind of the like foundational skills was what we needed that it's like, oh, just, we got to start with smaller steps or also Maybe we don't, maybe she's not at a point where we can manage all the reactivity, but we can set up her environment for success so that it's better for everyone. Like turning off our ring doorbell chime, you know, that we don't necessarily need that to ring every time. It alerts our phones if we need to know about it or (laughs) like Halloween, (laughs) You don't have to open the door for each trick-or-treater. You can throw the candy out on the porch in a bowl, or you can just skip it all together. So just also like thinking about things like that, that I don't, you know, I don't know why it took like actually taking a class to think about this, but it, you know, this is part well, of it. I think sometimes you just, need, you just need the professional to tell you that that's a completely acceptable way to go about it. You know yeah. what I mean? 
So it's like, I feel like if you don't have a professional telling you that, you kind of feel like, well, don't we have to work through it? Like, don't we have to do that to make it better? But you don't, right? Like some of those fast tracks, you're actually going to get her to the progress you're after way faster than kind of muddling through and enduring a lot of barking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Or just like cross the street when you're on a walk and there's a dog that Angel might not be friends with, or we don't know she wants to be friends with that dog. Like, if you just cross the street, then you're far enough away that everyone will be okay. And you can practice the look at that game. And Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, I remember we talked initially about just like some of those management strategies, right? Like, how can we just change a few things so that she can be really successful while we kind of work on some of the skills? So I think something that's important for everyone to know is that the barking that Angel is doing, especially like in the home in the camper trailer, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Ellen, but I think a lot of it just comes from a place of insecurity. It's not like she's like confidently telling people to go away. It's like she's feeling very uncomfortable and that's how she feels like she can cope. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, you know, someone, someone or a dog or a vehicle or whatever is like getting too close and this is our territory and like someone needs to know about it. Right. Right. So, and I think too, like, okay, so we have a schnoodle, right? Like schnauzers are typically very barky dogs. And I remember we had this conversation when we worked together in person, right? Is that like, there are some times where she's barking and that doesn't need to be troubleshooted, right? She's just excited. She's going to bark a little bit and that's fine. But the reactivity that was happening in the home and in the camper trailer wasn't productive for her, right? Like it was actually really stressful for her to like experience that that feeling and sensation and feel like she had to bark so much so frequently yeah absolutely absolutely yeah so okay so let's talk a little bit about um some of the training plans that we worked on together okay so like many of you who have dogs angel does not like delivery trucks she doesn't like delivery drivers and because you work from home that was posing quite the problem because she was doing a considerable amount of barking during the day. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That anytime one drives through the neighborhood, that was cause for alarm much more like upsetting when it pulls up to the front driveway and the worst when somebody hops out and actually delivers the package. Although she's very excited about the package that it might have a special toy for her inside of it. But um, yeah, so certainly having a little bit more, uh, more skills around that at home, despite right. needing to grab meat <laughs> from the fridge. Oh my God. Like, okay, I guess I'm going to touch the slimy meat. Here we are. Have it sitting on my desk. Um, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a mess, but, but certainly we're, we're making progress on that. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I want to just give the the listeners just a little bit more insight here. So we did a couple of things. So obviously, we talked about management strategies, about how like, you know, closing the blinds and turning off the doorbell. And we came up with some strategies that weren't contingent on you touching deli meat, right? We, we came up with some of those strategies. But then we also worked on a couple of things. So one, we worked on just building a little bit more reliability in her stationing behavior, right? So her going to a specific location when you cue her to do that. She had some foundation of that behavior, but we yeah. just kind of reignited that, right? Yep. 
Yes. And then we also worked on look at that at the front window and then kind of building up to being able to engage and disengage. Right. And I I remember when we kind of talked about this plan initially, right. Shout out to Eric. And he was like, aren't we just rewarding her for the barking? And I was like, trust me, we aren't. I promise we aren't. I know it feels like that. Um, So do you want to speak just a little bit about like how applying some of that training advice was in real time? Yeah. So at first it seems very haphazard and loud. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it's like, I got to run upstairs at a moment's notice and try to reinforce this. But over time it's, it's, you know, we don't have it, you know, perfected quite yet, but it's, it's getting there. And just, just the other day, um, I was so excited. I was doing something up in the kitchen where, where Angel was hanging out and looking out the front window and a UPS truck drove down the street and she just looked at me and I was like, this is it. This is it. So that was, that was pretty exciting to like, see the see the training all coming together that she was like oh the truck is driving by and right like I, hey mom do you see this is happening see what's going on and I'm not like losing my mind and so that was that was really fun and exciting that these little bits of progress are I wish they happened faster naturally oh of course yeah we all <laughs> but, do but it's um it's so fun to see that and to see more um you know out on walks that she's able to play the look at that game and look at a strange dog or a strange person across the street and then check back in with me and take a treat like all these things are such such big progress for us yeah absolutely okay so I want to talk about two things so One, obviously you're not traveling right now because it's winter, but can you see how the concepts we were working on inside to troubleshoot some of the reactivity, how you're going to be able to utilize those once you start traveling again? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly once, once we start doing that again, and also just once it warms, warms up, I imagine that we'll be able to just practice some of the stuff in the trailer, just in the backyard that we don't even have to be, you know, driving down, you know, staying at a truck stop <laughs> to practice these things that now we've got a few things to, few things we can rely on. And, you know, she's quite good at the find it and look at that. So, so being able to transfer those skills other places, I think will be super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that that's, it's, I I know that, <clears throat> During Reactive Redefine, Angel was struggling a lot with eating, right? Like we hadn't kind of gotten to the progress of like she was eating consistently. And that kind of threw a wrench in the progress we were able to make because Angel wasn't terribly interested or motivated to train as much as you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was hard. And definitely at a number of points in time during the program, I was like, man, this is like the timing was terrible. But Also, it's one of those things that it's like, just sign up for the course. There's never a great time to do it. Like, just start learning the skills. You can keep practicing them over and over again. Because there have been other sessions that I've had my eye on, but it's like, well, we're going to be like out of town for most of that time period. 
And I wanted to be able to join the calls live and not worry about using up all my hotspot data that I need for work. I know, right? <laughs> right. So, so being at home, despite Angel not feeling well, it also gave me a little bit of a lesson in being patient and working with how she's feeling. And when she's, she was having days where she was feeling better and more excited about working on these things together, taking advantage of those and not forcing it when, you know, she wasn't feeling up for it because certainly the goal is to just make it as fun as possible and build the trust and like bond together. So it's a good lesson for me that I'm also like pretty structured and routine, like to have a schedule and, and Angel doesn't really care about my Google calendar. So. <laughs> no. It is, right? It's so tricky because you're like, okay, I made this investment in the program. I need to do these things. And then you're like, okay, Angel, I'm ready to do the things. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that right there. And you're like, okay, well, that is a bummer because I was ready to do this and cross this off my to-do list right now. And, you know, I have to, I have to commend you because it's not easy to be patient like that. It's not easy to like, be like, okay, cool. So you're not going to do any of this. Are we ever going to make any progress ever? But I think that you have really embraced the, the shaping, right? The concept of shaping that we've given you are like, okay, let's do one little baby thing. Okay. Another baby thing towards that goal. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when I told you like, it's okay if she says no to the training one day. Like, it's not the end of the world. We can always try. But we really talked a lot about capitalizing on, like, if Angel is feeling frisky, get the treats out. It's time. Like, make yes. it a training opportunity yes. right then. Right. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, let's talk just a little bit more about um, On Leash. So her reactivity on leash is kind of intermittent. Yes? Yeah. Um, It's hard to... I haven't quite figured out exactly yet which dogs she is excited and happy to meet and which she is not excited to meet. So for the time being, there are a few neighborhood dogs that we know that she's happy to say hello to and I know it'll be fine. And there are a number and then the like all the rest of the dogs, we just kind of give a wide, you know, space, whether we cross the street or kind of pull off into the grass or wherever we need to like create more space. Um, and that's, and that's improving that at, at the beginning of the program, she wasn't interested in that exactly. And would maybe just sit down and stare at the dog that was approaching us and then lose her mind and bark and lunge at it. And so now we know that we can either cross the street or I can drag her out of the way or pick her up under my arm, whatever we do that we can still, still make that space keep her from kind of going over threshold. Now she's feeling better about eating. And and I've been consistent now for months with taking the treats on the walks, even when she wouldn't take them. And so now she's really looking forward to that and anticipating that and checking in with me when these situations come up. So it's all trending in a better direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And then we worked on a couple of different skills, right? So her walking at your side on cue and the U-turn, which uh -huh. I feel like are getting way more reliable. Yeah. Yeah. That 
Uh, historically, Angel is a dog that does not like to do out and back type walks or backtrack in the same place we've been. So that, you know, working on that and doing like the quick U-turn where we're going to walk on the same piece of sidewalk that we were on like two minutes ago. In the past, she really did not like that idea, but. And a lot of times she just put on the brakes and refused, would she not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but now we do, when we do the quick U-turn, it's like a big party and we like jog around and have treats and like. Oh my God. And she does like her like high feet and she's like prancing, like, oh, we're going this way. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Like, like, I, can, I can do this. I know what to so do. She's so enthusiastic about it. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's good to know that we can do that now or like try to be pretty vigilant on walks, but sometimes like people come out of different neighborhoods or streets or blind corners that you weren't exactly expecting. So being able to do the quick U-turn also not being too hung up on like, this is the walk route I want to take. Because maybe right, that doesn't match up. Way. Yeah. It doesn't match up with what's happening with other dogs or your training for the day. So um just being flexible with that is good too. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean the fact that she is consistently taking treats on the walks is such a gigantic win. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very like small and trivial, but for okay. us it's- everyone listening is probably like clapping, like, yes, team angels, you're taking treats because I know that there are a lot of listeners who have struggled with that too. And it's hard. It's so hard when you're like, okay, cool. I have all of the tools. I literally have deli meat in my treat pouch. I'm ready to do it. And the dog's like, nah, I'm good. You're like, wow, this is so reinforcing. I'm so (laughs) glad I did this. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, it's remarkable how much progress has been made just in that respect that trying to give her treats right away. Once we get out of the house that, once she first gets out of the house, it's so exciting and there's so many things to sniff. But, you know, now like in in the in the course over the weeks, it was like she would maybe only take the treats on the last couple blocks of the walk. Like we we're almost home. Really, we were like at home. Right. And it's, it's like great. I'm glad you're now willing to take these treats now that we've passed every opportunity that we were trying to practice like, <laughs> right, right. other scenarios like it's over now but just continuing to like just put the treat pouch on each walk as part you know it's like part of the whole setup of getting ready got the treat pouch trying the treats right away even before you like maybe exit the house so it's yeah just keep trying for everyone listening, just keep trying. I know, right. Keep at it. You can do it. Okay, so another behavior that you worked on with her that actually worked really well is the settle behavior, right? So everyone, we we call it settle. It's basically a relax down out in public with a context cue of if the dog's on leash and you sit down, they should also lie down, right? And that's something that she actually was really willing to engage in. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, we practice, we practice a lot at home, just moving around various chairs and couches in the house and out on the back porch with maybe a towel on the ground. So she knows that's her space. And then just every time we're out for a walk, trying to practice it at different park benches and things like that, that 
you know, sometimes she's more excited about it than others, or sometimes there's too much going on, but just trying to like not have an agenda on the walks and just look for opportunities to practice things and not get too frustrated if it doesn't work out and carry on. I know, right? And I think the cool thing too, like, you know, the timing of you joining is that all of these skills, you're going to be able to reinforce for several months before you take them on the road. So my guess is like, when you take your, you know, annual trip to California, you're going to be like, damn, a lot of skills. Like this is actually making the progress that we really were after. Yeah. And of course it's, it's more fun when we're all like able to kind of work together and some of the things that have made me like the most happy and excited are the progress she's also made with my husband, Eric, that when he comes back from taking her to the disc golf park, telling me how great she's done at different things or just hearing them upstairs practicing when the FedEx and UPS drivers are there that it's, you know, it's working. All It's, it's so gratifying. It's so yeah. gratifying. And I think, you know, especially because I think that Eric, what he just had higher expectations that he wanted things to happen faster. And I was very clear about like, we are on the right track. These are the foundational steps. And to see him embrace it and do it and to see them make the progress is especially sweet. It is very, yes, it's very sweet. I love, I love overhearing them in different areas of the house or peeking out the backyard and seeing them playing together and practicing things. It's so great. Oh my God. She's so lucky to have two committed human beings. It's amazing. And you, and I love how she's so bonded to the both of you. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really special. We're super fortunate for sure. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the group calls. what do you think about the group? Yeah. The group calls. So the, gosh, the group calls, it was great to hear other people's perspective, hear other people's challenges realize that like pretty much everybody attempting to do this has like the best intentions. Things don't always go as fast as you would hope, or you make some progress in some things. And then there's some things that maybe go backwards and to just keep at it and to be able to kind of support each other or to hear different scenarios that maybe hadn't come up in our life, but are really great ideas that you could see using those ideas in the in the future or or setting things up in such a way like the like uh, on one of the calls they had one of the other folks in the class put had a pen in their family room for when guests would come over that, that that's where they would kind of contain the dogs so for our thanksgiving gathering we had a couple other family member dogs come over that we see occasionally um and Angel doesn't exactly love maybe them yet. There's one dog that doesn't really care too much about her. But then there's a puppy that's very excited about Angel and she doesn't want anything to do with it. So kind of hearing some of these things in the class before Thanksgiving, I was like, okay, we can if we put a gate across our downstairs area so we keep the dogs in one place where we can see them that has mostly flooring that's easy to clean up should there be any messes. And then I also was so proud of myself. I prepared frozen Kongs for our dog guests. Because I was like, 
I was like, Angel won't have these, like doesn't care about these at all. But I have bought them, of course. Right, like I have these in my house, I should use them. (laughs) I haven't figured out a food that she would eat out of them. (laughs) But I was like, maybe these guest dogs would enjoy them. And it was great. The puppy that had, has, we have more challenges with, you know, kind of like irritating Angel, loved it and was so occupied and like totally on it. And some of these, some of these things that came up in the class, it's, it's great that I can now bring those into our life and use, you know, use those ideas that I wouldn't have, again, wouldn't have thought of on my own without being exposed to some other people and hearing how their progress or challenges or things that they've done to set their dog up for success. It's really kind of opened up more you know, more, more ideas for, for me to use. Or I, I visited my sister also during the class and her dogs were barking a lot. And I was like, oh, here's what I can do to like help with this. I'm like, I have some of these new skills. (laughs) Like I'm not going to fix her dogs while I'm visiting, but there are a few things that we can do. And clearly you can see they're, you know, concerned about different things. And if we can kind of redirect that. So so it's fun to be able to take those skills from the class environment out into other areas of your life. Oh my God, that is amazing. And was Angel so relieved that the puppy was busy with the Kong? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, you know, that it's like, this is great. This little dog won't, you know, this puppy won't be like trying to play with me and get in my face or get too <laughs> close to my mom. So, so doesn't I like, like those things and that's okay, right? I was like, I'm going to get ready for the holidays and I'm going to order up some new toys to like have ready for like any type of dog visits that like, you know, could be a challenge for, you know, it'll be better for everyone. So nice. That's so nice. Oh my God. Okay. So um, I think that the overarching theme for you guys as a team was really just you being patient, but also staying diligent when Angel was ready. And I know that that's such a hard thing to learn. And like, for me too, we have these conversations about like how it's so hard when you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to do it. And it's just like crickets from the dog. And you're like, oh, okay. So do you want to speak just a little bit more about like some of the flexibility maybe that you learned during the course as far as like actually implementing the training and asking Angel to participate? Yeah, um, definitely. She was not like following the schedule that like I had in mind (laughs) at all. And it took me, I don't know why, but took me like quite a few weeks to realize that she was in a better mood perhaps after the walks and would be more willing to do some of the training skills practice homework then and trying to like get it into my head that it's okay if our walk is not long or does not take the route that we want and um just just really like really trying to do like observe how she's doing and tailor the tailor the training sessions to keep it fun for her because clearly it's not going to be very good for anyone or see any progress if she's not having fun I'm getting frustrated you know just Angel's such a sensitive dog 
right? <laughs> but like, if she can feel you getting frustrated, she's like, yeah, cool. I'm not going to do this. Right? Like, this is not fun for anyone. <laughs> so yeah, just trying to, trying to have much more awareness of, of that and the, the patience and, and just continuing to try to have a good attitude and put all the things in place, have the treats ready in the special shelf in the fridge and the treat pouch ready for every walk, even, even if she like, wasn't, you know, interested at all for those first weeks or months, even maybe. Yeah, right. um, let's be, let's be honest. It was like months. She didn't want treats on walks. Um, like, does anyone like, and then you see all these dogs on these videos online, like taking the treats and like paying attention to the training cues. And I'm like, this is, looks so easy when they eat. Well, and I think for Angel, we really had to create an environment and a time frame where she was motivated to do it. That was the biggest challenge, right? Yeah. Because once she's motivated, she is very quick, right? Like, yeah. it's, right. Like once she's in the headspace, she wants to take food. She's feeling good. It's not yeah. hard to teach her things. She learns new things really easily. So, you know, I, I have to commend you on your patience and your creativity and your willingness to shift away from your agenda and making it about Angel, right? Which is not easy. It's not an easy thing to do, right? But it's paying off big and she's making such lovely progress. She is. She is. And all. And also another thing that was great to kind of learn or remember is that she is often can be motivated with toys or squeaky toys. So she being able to grab those when maybe the deli meat wasn't handy to just grab a fun toy and help redirect. So just breaking everything down and kind of learning some more skills on how to make it fun, make it like small steps that she can understand and just, you know, work on reinforcing it all the time. Oh, and she's been doing so much better when we like, like her recall, like when we, we yell, you know, in the backyard, tell her to come and we use the cute touch. And she's been so great with that at home, as well as like the disc golf course, all types of places. Like she, she knows now, like, that's what we want. And there will be treats and we will celebrate together. And sometimes when she comes in from the backyard and she just like sits nicely on the mat, when we haven't called her, I'm like, you know what? You are, you're doing it. So yes, yes ma'am, you deserve to yes, <laughs> You will get the treats because, you know, it's just like all of that repetition is just builds up. And it's so fun to see when you call for her now, when you really want her to come and she runs so fast and she's like really happy about it too, that she's like, I'm doing what you want. And so, so that's, that's really, that's really fun and great too. We had got your, your online um, kind of the self-paced recall class that we kind of worked on with that, with that skill. So it's fun to see it all come together. I'm so proud of you all. I'm so proud of you. Okay, so Ellen, if you were going to give one piece of advice to someone who's listening, who maybe is in a similar position to you and Angel, what would yeah. you tell them? I would say, be patient. Don't give up. Break everything down into the smallest steps. And give a lot of treats. Yes, that's such good advice. Because 
It's like you and Angel were already bonded. That already existed long before I met you. But I really do think that like through the training, there's been this beautiful cultivation of working as a team outside of being bonded. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That it's for, for both, both myself and my husband, Eric, that just over the years of doing these little things together and she's got a backpack that she goes in that he'll ride his bike over the disc golf park or we'll put her in, in and ride to a mountain bike trail. So she doesn't have to run on the pavement. You know, at first she was a little hesitant about that, but now it's like her favorite, like basically you say backpack and she's like, where is it? All right. I'll get it. (laughs) She like, you can't, you can barely get it unzipped. And she's like climbing into it. She's like, I am getting into this because it's going to be fun and we're going to go someplace great. And so it's, you know, it's so heartwarming to see that, that, you know, that just all this time together of being patient and reinforcing the training and trying to bring her along everywhere and to, and to just be, to go slow at her pace, you know, that, to know that she's scared of loud noises and just different things. Um, And like working around that and encouraging her to like have some, you know, confidence or in new situations is it's been really fun. Oh my God. You all are amazing. You all are amazing. Um, Ellen, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I know that the listeners are really going to love this episode and everybody, I will, um, I'll make sure that we post a picture of Angel so you can see her little teddy bear puppy dog face because she is stinking adorable. Yeah, good, good. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.